That's a hockey, you know, it's only, it's only game. Young men expressing themselves for joy. Why do you have to be mad? These guys are jerks. It's only game. It's a cheap, dirty game. It's only game. Why do you have to be mad? Hello and welcome to episode 8 of the Stab Attack podcast. As ever, I am your host, Mark Callanan. Now, it's been two weeks since the last podcast, so I hope that everybody had time to relax and recharge those fantasy hockey batteries for the run into the playoffs. On this week's show, we'll be looking back over game weeks 12 and 13. 12 was an interrupted game week with a hectic schedule due to the Christmas break, and week 13, most recently, was back to a more normal week. There'll be no guest interview on this week's show due to the Cigar League draft having taken place at the weekend, but I will have all the usual features looking back over the most notable performances over the past 14 days, the overall cupful top five scoring teams, hot or not, the team of the week, the matchup of the week, and this week's deep dive will be taking a look at the average draft picks from the aforementioned Cigar League draft, which players have been most impacted by the introduction of a PIM tax, and whose stock has risen most over the past four months of hockey. And that's where we're going to start this week's show. So before I start to bombard you with draft pick numbers from the Cigar League draft, let me first introduce what the Cigar League is, and Cigar stands for Can I Get a Redo? This league is the brainchild of Ryan McLaughlin, who I spoke to on episode 2 of the podcast, and I suppose the main premise behind the league is that, well, I guess the clue is in the name, it's Can I Get a Redo? It's people wanting a redo of their fantasy teams for the second half of the season. The format of the league is largely identical to the Cupful. It's a 14-team league split across three divisions, 18-man rosters with the same positions as the Cupful. The main differences then are that there are only two IR plus spots rather than four. Teams are limited to two moves per week as opposed to four. And the free agent acquisition budget is reduced to $30 for the reduced shortened season, down from $100 in the Cupful. The league operates with identical scoring categories but with a slight twist. Negative penalty minutes have been applied at a rate of minus 0.5 points per penalty minute as part of Colin Plomp's hashtag penalised players movement. So let's take a look at the draft results. And the first thing that jumps out is that there is a new number one kid in town and it is Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon's ADP has jumped from 3.9 in the preseason Cupful draft to number one in each of the three divisions in the Cigar League, whereas the previous number one Connor McDavid has dropped from 1.5 in the Cupful preseason draft to an average of three in the Cigar League. And a couple of other players at the top end of the draft who moved up by a round or two are Jack Eichel of Buffalo Sabres. He moved up from an average of 20.5 in the Cupful to six in the Cigar League. John Carlson also moved up from 34.2 in the preseason draft to just 14 in the Cigar League draft, a jump of over one round. Slightly further down then, some of the bigger movers were the likes of Andrei Svechnikov, who jumped from 99.8 to 31. JT Miller moved from 189 all the way up to 49.3. And David Perron moved from 225 to 54. I was curious as well to see how goaltenders would perform in the Cigar League draft, and interestingly, on average, there were 17 goaltenders taken in the first 10 rounds of these three drafts, which compares to 19 in the preseason Cupful drafts. So even with negative penalty minutes applied, there is still a loss of trust in goaltenders. There were 28 goaltenders drafted in all three divisions of the Cigar League, and of those 28, 18 had seen their average draft position drop since the preseason draft, with the average ADP dropping by 17 draft picks. All the expected names like Sergei Bobrovsky, Carey Price, John Gibson, Matt Murray and Martin Jones dropped by at least three rounds. 
The goaltenders whose stock have increased are Mackenzie Blackwood, Darcy Kemper, David Riddich and Jacob Markstrom, as well as the likes of Linus Olmark and Miko Koskinen further down. All of those goaltenders have seen their average draft pick increase by three rounds as a minimum. And then finally some of the skaters whose values have decreased by at least six rounds, excluding rookies and injured players, are the likes of P.K. Subban, Matt Dumba, Vinny Trocek, Eric Gustafsson, Nino Niederreiter, Zach Parise, Shane Gostaspare and Kevin LeBanc. Somewhat surprisingly, given the PIM tax, Brad Marchand's average draft pick has actually increased from 9.9 .9 to 9.3, but Evander Kane, a man who is so often given as an example of a player with high skill level but high penalty minutes, saw his ADP drop from 73 to 93, a drop of a round and a half. Okay, back to Kukupful action now, and it's time to look at the team of the last, well, not seven days this time, 14 days. And in goals, it's Andre Vasilevsky of Tampa Bay Lightning. Vasilevsky had 5 games, 5 wins, 11 goals against, 158 saves for a total of 43.3 fantasy points. On defence then, Roman Yossi had 6 games, 1 goal, 10 assists, 18 shots, 4 hits and 10 blocks for 49.5 fantasy points. And alongside him, Alex Petrangelo had 6 games, 3 goals, 6 assists, 22 shots, 2 hits and 10 blocks for 48 fantasy points. And a shout out as well there to Victor Hedman who was tied with Petrangelo on 48 points but he got there with one extra game played. At left wing then, Kyle Connor had 6 games played, 7 goals, 2 assists, 24 shots, 1 hit and 2 blocks for 50.75 fantasy points. The right winger was William Nylander with 6 games played, 6 goals, 5 assists, 17 shots and a block for 51 points. And the player of the week and the number one overall draft pick in each of the cigar leagues was Nathan McKinnon with 6 games played, 4 goals, 7 assists, 28 shots on goal, 2 hits, 4 blocks and 55.5 fantasy points. So the player of the week and to many people the player of the season so far. Moving on now to the top 5 overall teams in the Cupful, and at number 5 it's Dijosi Makar from Matthias. They are managed by Kevin Hebert. They're a new entry into the top 5, having been steady in the top 40 all season. They've been top of Matthias most of the season and have a record of 10 and 3. At number 4 then, it's Dude Where's Makar in Sodertalja with Colin Plump. 12-1-0, top of the Cupful in goals, assists and shots thanks to their no goalie strategy. At number 3, it's epic kneel time of Binghampton and Tom Crowhurst. They were dethroned after week 12 for the overall top spot and have dropped down a further place last week with a record of 11-2-0 and looking like a wire-to-wire -wire regular season leader in Binghampton. Then at number 2, it's Tuca and Bertie from San Jose and a familiar man, Ben Burnett. They are just 27.45 points off the overall lead. They've been in the top 40 all season. They were the number two ranked team in week 13 with a massive 300.15 point tally. They are 11-2-0 and they have been top of San Jose from the very start from week one. And then the number one overall team in the Cupful by points scored is Microsoft Excel in Anton. They stole the top spot from Tom Crowhurst in week 12 and held on to it for week 13 with a huge performance which was number 10 overall in last week's scoring. They've climbed the ranks steadily from having been 160th overall after week 1 and they've been top 100 in the weekly ranks for 10 weeks in a row which is actually an amazing achievement. They have an overall record of 12-1-0 and they are the team to catch. And if I can just mention the performers of the week then for weeks 12 and weeks 13. Uh, for week 12 it was a team from my own division, Boras. It was bang for your buck. 
managed by Alexander from Mokhtar. They had a total of 274.75 points, which was compared to the average score that week of 207 points. You may remember that that was the shortened Christmas week. So 274 points in a week with only four game days is a really incredible achievement. Congratulations to them. And then in week 13, it was Frizmai Kuznetsov in Jakob F. They tallied 302.5 points, where the average was 214.25. Another outstanding performance, and congratulations to both of those teams. In terms then of the matchups of the week, so let's go back to week 12, again the Christmas week, in San Jose, where the Bro Show were pipped at the post by SUSP, by the smallest of possible margins, 0.05 points. Despite a whopping 57-point Sunday performance by the Bro Show, they were left short by an, a below-par anti-Ranta who allowed 4 goals on 16 shots, giving them a negative 3.8 point total, ultimately costing them the matchup. Not a nice way to end the calendar year for the Bro Show, unfortunately. Then in week 13, an incredible 6 matchups were decided by less than a point in that game week, which is the most in the game week this season. The pick of the bunch there came in Frolunda, where Alexander Farkov beat Buffelpuff by just 0.75 points after a high-scoring encounter. Both of those teams now sit on a record of 7-6-0 and are just 6 fantasy points apart in the race for the final playoff spot in that division. And to finish off today's show, I'm just going to look at the players who are hot or not. That meaning the players whose cook-upful ownership has changed the most over the past week. And starting with the not category, it's Connor Brown, left wing, right wing of the Ottawa Senators. Connor Brown was only drafted in one division. He saw his ownership soar to 78% in weeks 5 and then again in week 12, but he has now dropped back to just 50%. He's on a 49 point pace for the season. The next player then is Matt Niskanen, D-man for the Philadelphia Flyers. He was also only drafted in one division, but his ownership has steadily risen over the season to 100% in week 12. This proved to be a bit too much pressure for Matt Niskanen as he's fallen to 72% for the start of week 14. The next player then is Josh Bailey, left wing, right wing for the New York Islanders. He is on a 47 point pace. And after some early season faith had not been repaid, owners have grown weary of Josh Bailey. He is down from 94% at the end of week 5 to just 11% owned in the cupful last week. At number 2 then, it's Matt Grizzlick, the D-man of the Boston Bruins, a man whose cupful value seems to be intrinsically linked to the injury status of Tory Krug. He has fluctuated from 0% up to 28% and back again to 0 already once this season, and he's now headed the same way as he fell from 33% to 6% owned last week. And then the player last week whose ownership shrunk the most was Jordan Eberle, right winger for the New York Islanders. Five pointless games in a row for Eberle have rendered him unrosterable in two-thirds of the cupful divisions as his ownership has slumped from 78% down to just 33%. And that is the second such slump for Eberle this season after he was drafted in every cupful division pre-season at an average pick of 213. He has missed time through injury but is on a disappointing 46-point pace when adjusted for the games missed and he has very few peripherals to compensate so owners are starting to catch on to the fact that Jordan Eberle may not be worth owning in the cook-upful format. And then I will finish off this week's show with the players who are hot. At number 5 it's Dominic Kubelik from Chicago, left wing, right wing. He had 4 goals and 5 assists in his last 8 games and they have seen Kubelik as one of the most sought after properties in the cook-upful recently. Having been unowned in all division for the majority of the season he is now 44% owned in the cupful compared to just 3% on Yahoo. Chicago have just 3 games this week with no off days so you can possibly expect that ownership bubble to burst in the coming week and he may 
possibly be considered a not in the next seven days. At number four then, Mikhail Granlund, left wing, right wing from Nashville. After a quiet return from injury, a two-goal game and a favourable schedule last week saw Granlund's ownership swell from 39% to 83%. He was drafted in every cupful division at an average pick of 159 and he is on just a 34-point pace. So it really remains to be seen whether that ownership will be maintained over the coming weeks. At number three in the hot section then is Ryan Dezingle, left wing and right wing of Carolina. He benefited from a good off-day schedule at the tail end of week 13, which saw him jump from 28% owned to 83% owned in the week, pacing for 50 points, so there are definitely worse options out there, um, but Ryan Dezingle may benefit your team when his team are on a favourable off-day schedule. At number two then, and it's a player who I think may have already been dropped down to a knot, but for the last seven days from Monday to Sunday last week, Alex Galchenyuk, centre and left wing of the Pittsburgh Penguins, he saw a bump in ownership after the injury to Jake Gensel, having previously fallen off the radar slowly. He was drafted in 100% of cupful divisions at an average pick of 194. He dropped as low as 11% ownership after week 11, but has been bumped up to 89% this week after the unfortunate injury to Gensel only on a 36 point pace so he will really need to get his act together quickly and at number one then it's a player who was discussed on the main keeping carlson podcast it's a goaltender and it's elvis merslickens of the columbus blue jackets he was unowned in every cupful division just two weeks ago but he is now 94 percent owned which means that only one cupful division yesterday morning did not own elvis merslickens he and he is currently a must own after the injury to Eunice corpusalo and that's it for this week's abbreviated shortened truncated cupful stat attack podcast apologies for the shorter podcast this week we did have a couple of weeks to catch up on but unfortunately no interview has made this into more of a mini episode hopefully you still enjoyed the content and if anybody is looking to come on and chat to me for a future interview in future weeks please hit me up on twitter or on the facebook group and i would be happy to chat to you there but aside from that i will chat to you next week 